This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Pat and Stu show. I'm Pat. This is Stu. Mm-hmm. I'd like and to lead the show Jeffy. with a question today. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, who really won the <coughs> argument this morning? Who do you think? I mean, seriously. Jeffy, were you there for this? No. He was not in the room at the time, no. but maybe you could turn on your microphone. Yeah, you'd for, have to do that first. Um, yeah, I can't even hear right now. Very so. In case uh, you missed the radio program today, there was news that broke that uh, Pat Gray and Glenn Beck had a... A vicious, is that the right word? Vicious argument yeah. uh, about some unnamed topic. <clears throat> I mean, we got a little bit of what it was about, but not much. It was religious in nature. Religious in nature. And so when and I came back into the room afterwards, I, I said, um, you know, in, in this room, we should never discuss religion and politics. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like the thing you should discuss yeah. most. Yeah, it room. does. It does. And uh, But I, I don't know if it was as vicious as he kind of let it let everybody know. Mm. Oh, that's an interesting. He did get testy. He does. And, okay. uh, At times. And I said, you're getting pretty testy. And he said, well, uh, you're, he accused me of perhaps accusing him of certain things. <laughs> 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 oh, man. So it ended nicely, we it know. Did. But it that did. is also yeah. the least 
interesting part of it. Uh, I mm-hmm. don't care at all if it, that ended, it ended nicely. nicely. I care about the, you the, want the religious meat, the war that happened in that there room There was actually a, an engineer in the room at the time. You could maybe talk to him about uh, Ooh, some of the things that were discussed. Get, some, get the real story? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think there might be some investigative reporting, Jeffy, that you and I should do on this particular incident, maybe for this program. You know, I would like to maybe. know the truth. I would yeah. like to know the truth because we know, we know something I w- happened. I will say Glenn is a more tolerant uh, person right now than I am. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Who yeah. knew? Uh huh. I mean, I would never have guessed that to be the case 25 or 30 years ago, but it's definitely true now. It's absolutely true. It's absolutely tolerant true. of what? I mean, you're tolerant of of certain things, but certain not of things. others. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, where He's Glenn more tolerant it? religiously than I am. Yes. And he takes a lot more flack than I would. Yes. And he's, uh, you know, I, I, could, I guess I could just say he's going through a situation with the school right now because my school is, is that ending. That's still going on. Yeah. So my school is ending and we've, we've decided, okay, we both, Glenn and I have lost enough money on this thing. <laughs> okay. Time to cut our losses and move on to something else. So... We're actually turning over the uh, 501c3 aspect of it to somebody in a different part of the Metroplex mm-hmm. where these, this thing is catching fire a little bit. And so they'll, they'll be able to carry it on. That's over great. There. So it's really yeah. good. But in the meantime, he's got to find a place for his kids because they're still in school. Now, mine are a little bit older, and so they've already been past that stage. So he's, he's in a school, and, and things are happening there that I just wouldn't, I just wouldn't be a part of. I mean, mm-hmm. it's... It's ugly, and I, I kind of shared that with him. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. okay. And I think... Your point is, don't you shouldn't put up with those yeah, things, and his point yeah. is, I, I have to mm-hmm. or I want to. Yes, and we've got to find common ground. And he's looking for common ground, not just on the air, but in his life. I mean, he's really taking this yes, he is. unity thing to heart. And um, so he's he's kind of leading that attack, and... For me, I wouldn't unify with these people. <laughs> well, there you go. So that was the basis of the argument. Yeah, it was the basis of it. Yeah. And again, uh, who won? Well, you I didn't did. get that. I did. Okay, so now, now that's confirmed? Yeah, it's confirmed. You won. If I asked yeah. Glenn who won, who, who would win? He'll have to say me. He would he say did. you. Yeah. If he wants to be any kind of honest, he'd have to say me. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> See, this is what happens in the Trump administration all the time. They're just like, there's somebody in there going, by the way, what, did you hear what uh, Reince said about you, Don? <laughs> yeah. Do you hear about that? Who, you know by that's the way, going on. I know you guys had that big argument. Who won that argument? Was it you, Don, or was it Rice? <laughs> <laughs> that's how this is. Uh, <laughs> we're getting all these reports. There's someone in there stirring it up every day. And I'll I'm going to try true. to do that. I'm going to try to do that here so we can get some yeah. good reporting out of this uh, studio. And there's a there's some breaking news apparently from the uh, Trump camp and they're demanding that Congress uh, investigate Barack Obama right now. White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer tweeted a request that Congress investigate the Obama administration. Actually, he did that yesterday morning, so it's not as breaking as you might believe. Um, President Trump is requesting that as part of their investigation into Russian activity, the Congressional Intelligence Committees exercise their oversight authority to determine whether the executive branch investigate powers that were, were abused. In the executive branch's investigative powers were abused in 2016. I... I don't know. I I guess there was a FISA court uh, hearing. Um, surveillance was legally approved by a FISA court, uh, and if that's true, it would it would be an issue. Everyone's just playing with the language here, right? I mean, because Donald Trump is Donald Trump, 
he tweeted that his phones were tapped at, at Trump Tower. Now, there's no evidence that that is true. What seems like it's true is they were doing an investigation on the Trump ties to the, the Trump organization's ties and the uh, campaign's ties to Russians, which we all knew. We mm-hmm. talked about it during the campaign. Uh, they obviously, with Manafort and Flynn particularly, came up with stuff that was enough to get Manafort kicked off the campaign and Flynn to be fired. Yeah. Okay. So it was obviously something or something that made the Trump uh, camp uncomfortable. At least to the point of like maybe not uncomfortable internally, but uncomfortable as how it would be perceived. Um, So we knew that was happening. Likely they probably did catch conversations with Trump if he was talking to his top people. Um, So possibly, you know, here's here's the tweet. And I I mean, this is so unpresidential as to almost not even worthy of of reading. But he tweets terrible exclamation point. Just found out that Obama had my wires tapped in Trump Tower just before the victory. Nothing found. This is McCarthyism. Oh, jeez. First of all, it's always the left that screams McCarthyism. Because there, there were some good aspects of McCarthyism. There were communists in the government that had to be rooted out. I mean, there were communists in the government. Uh, and there was a definite concerted effort to infiltrate our government by the Soviets. And had there not been a hearing, uh, who knows where we'd be today? Who knows? Now, the, the uh, hearing that got a little out of control was the House Committee on Un-American Activities. That was a whole different deal. But the McCarthy hearing was a fairly decent... I mean, if you really look into it, there was some merit to it. There was some merit. Did it go too far in some cases? I, I don't know. I, I think the House Committee on Un-American Activities certainly did. But I don't even know that McCarthy did. I, I don't know. Anyway, right. for Trump to be saying this with zero evidence and presenting nothing to back it is so irresponsible. Uh, it's, you know, again, this is just his way of presenting information. God, it's, it's horrible. One of my favorite things that horrible. the Internet has, has come to accomplish on a day with this stuff. I don't know if this would entertain you at all, but it entertains me quite a bit, which is... Trump will tweet something and it blows up into this big story. And then afterwards, people go back and try to figure out where Trump got it from and the moment it happened. And like, without exception, there is like some story on Fox News where a guest mentions it and then six minutes later, Trump tweets it. Really? Yeah. And it's funny because <laughs> this one, I think, was this particular oh one God. was a, a Breitbart story was published almost immediately. So when he says just found out, you think in your head, the president, he had some intelligence briefing no it's like just some story on breitbart that's how he just found out and it's like oh my gosh uh, again uh, you know i don't is there anything to this i don't know we don't know all the information yet you know people are like well mark levin made a great case look mark's very smart he's uh he i'm sure he made a great case on it um and a lot of the stuff was known i mean we listed a bunch of the headlines today of the way it's been covered um i don't think that it's uh it, it did bur- like the way trump presented it i don't think there's any evidence of, of that actually happening, of Barack Obama saying, you know what, tap Donald Trump's phones, I want to know what he's saying during this campaign. Like, there's no evidence of that. However, there was evidence of wiretapping uh, of, of conversations with his, some of his top people. And if it wasn't abused, that's great. But the idea that that sort of power can exist 
and we just hope it's not abused, is a major problem for our electoral process going forward. Now, the guy, I don't know if anyone remembers this, won. He won the election. So if this happened, it's something to look at. It's something to look at to examine for future rule changes. It's something to look at uh, because we want to hold the people responsible if it was abused. However, to make this the big story right now, when all this other stuff is going on, to me makes no sense. And I'm sick, I'm sick of, of, of allowing the media and Donald Trump to drag us around in whatever direction we're supposed to be. I, I, don't, I don't care about this right now. Is it something that should be looked at? Yes. I, I'm so with you on that. Oh, really? Okay. I'm so with you. I don't Ugh. care. I really I don't, Just, care. I don't care. When when I when I saw it on the Drudge Report over the weekend, I'm like, I, I, why do I have to look at this all the time? And then it hit me. I don't have to look at it. I never do. I don't have to I go mean, to the Drudge Report if I don't want to. Only like if, you know, sometimes one of us or someone will tweet links oh, to like, hey, this is on the Drudge Report right now. Yeah. I never go to the Drudge Report by choice to look to see what's going on in the world. Yeah. Never. I'm, I, I got to, to be honest, I'm so disinterested with what's going on yeah. with this administration. Until they do something, you know, really profound, until they do something really meaningful in my life, I don't care. I, I don't care about this phone tapping thing. Yeah, I mean, like, look, is it an important issue if it happened? Yes. Is I it guess. A, is it an important issue if he if it didn't happen? I just don't believe it happened. Right. I don't believe right. So isn't it like a, you said, right. I don't believe Barack Obama instructed the CIA or the FBI or anybody else to go tap Donald Trump's phones at the at Trump Tower. It just doesn't make any sense. And it's in it look, it's first of all they all thought they were going to win by 10 points. So yeah. I mean they didn't think they had to do that. Um, but also now even James Comey who I guess is now the villain again in the world. I, I can't remember. You know who's going to come out of this as a potential presidential candidate in 2020? James Comey. Yeah. Because he's the only guy who's t- pissed off everybody. At some point, you never know, right? You never know how these things play out. But if everyone gets annoyed at both sides, he could be the guy who comes out, look, I said Hillary Clinton was corrupt. I said Donald Trump was corrupt. <laughs> I'm running as an independent. I'm running as an independent. Elect me. <laughs> this guy's setting himself he might up win. well. He might uh, win in this day and age. Because he is the only person who seems to ever come out against both sides. Um, but again, he's saying that like this is not the way this went. Now, that's not to say that there isn't evidence um, of of wiretapping of officials. Um, is, has, was Trump's voice caught on some of those recordings? Probably, right? I mean, if, if they well, were... Well, if he was talking to somebody who was dealing with the Russians, like Manafort, right. probably. If they had Manafort's phones tapped probably. at that point, um, yeah, there's a good chance, because Trump probably was calling Manafort all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so is there, a, is there a chance? Yeah, yeah. I, it's not the way Trump's saying it, most likely. Um, and it's not the... The way, like, I mean, I saw the media this weekend saying uh, this is uh, Trump baseless or falsely uh, accuses uh, Obama of X, Y, and Z. It's very possible he did falsely accuse him of that. However, we have we have none of the information. How is CNN, as an editorial journalistic situation, taking the position of it's false already? Like, you can say he provided no evidence. That's fair. You can say, well, we don't know what his case is because there's nothing out there to prove it. But to say that it's false now is jumping the gun, too. The media is doing the same thing. It's true. And and that's why I liked Marco Rubio. I don't know if we have Rubio on the docket for today. Do we have Rubio's quote on here? We we had it for radio, and we never wound up playing it. Um, But basically what Rubio said was, Look, I don't know what he's referring to. I haven't seen the evidence. If there's evidence, it'll come out. If not, then, uh, then we'll have to figure out what he was talking about. Isn't that the right position right now? 
Yes. We, we know nothing about this. And instead, yeah. we're supposed to jump to the final conclusion. We are supposed to uh, either say the uh, administration is the worst ever or the best ever based on Donald Trump's tweets. I just refuse to be a part of that. Yeah. I, don't, I just don't. I'm not obsessed enough about this guy and the stuff he says or the media and what they say. I just don't. I, I mean, I'd rather I'd rather focus on things that actually matter. And right now, when it comes to politics, what matters is Obamacare and tax cuts. You're hearing zilch about tax cuts. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Nothing. It's all after Obamacare in theory. And the same thing with Obamacare. All we're hearing now is, well, they want to come up with a replacement first. The replacement's behind closed doors. We don't know what's in it. It looks like Obamacare light. Ryan, you know... This is bad stuff. And, you know, the, the tax thing, the only, th- the only thing we're hearing about the tax cut plan is that there's going to be a giant border adjustment tax, which you might notice that is basically a tariff. Um, and that's going to be attached to it. That's not good either. None of this. I, we need to get these things moved along. And um, it, the way to do it is, is not to get Donald Trump all focused on these other side projects. But I, he just cannot withhold himself. Remember, Pat, we came back here. What was it? Last Tuesday or Wednesday, we came out of this show and saying... What a great speech Donald Trump made. Mm-hmm. He did a really good job. Now, there's a lot of policy issues we had with it, but his tone was great. If this is Donald Trump, he's going to be really successful and popular. The next <laughs> day, he's tweeting about Arnold Schwarzenegger's ratings. Yeah, so ridiculous. I mean, he said in the speech, the time for petty disputes is over. The next day, he tweeted about Arnold Schwarzenegger's apprentice ratings. Okay, it's just... I mean, the man... It's, and then it's... people wonder why we didn't vote for him. <laughs> Hello? Uh, It's so clear. I will say this, though. I mean, Mm. these protests going on against him right now from the left are insanity. And why is the media not focused on this Berkeley thing where they're beating Trump supporters? They physically are going violent and beating Trump supporters. That never happened with the Tea Party. And it was the most violent, extreme, racist organization of all time. Mm -hmm. There's actual violence going on. People getting hurt right now. Not a word. Not a stinking word about it. It's unbelievable. There's a, uh, a, 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 I'm going to screw this up because I'm doing it out of memory, but it was a libertarian professor, and, it, and we've talked about his work before, um, who was doing a speech at, uh, I think, Middlebury in Vermont. Do you see this story, Jeffy? Um, I think it was Middlebury about College. This, Jeffy? You uh, see you this? See this by the way, that's my way of saying, hey, Jeffy, can you look this up to see if I'm screwing it up right now? <laughs> and by the way, Jeffy doesn't pick up on that. <laughs> no. no, I didn't read about it. <laughs> <laughs> 18 milk. I will say, Jeffy usually does pick up on that little thing. <laughs> as, as unprofessional. Oh, did I go too far there's already? There's not a chance of looking it up now. Did I go I too pick far up on already? Come on. <laughs> it's Monday. That's the first comment of the day. Oh, wow. I was wow. on your side today, too, but I, I, now, believe, <laughs> I, I now believe Glenn won. <laughs> uh, so it was in Middlebury, and he was harassed, uh, you know, uh, by uh, liberal supporters who came in there to, to yell at him, obviously. Liberal yeah. protesters. And he was harassed and, I, you know, uh, I don't know, assaulted? Is that the right word? Um, and the, the I think it was the Washington Post that covered it. It was like, um, professor who has been called a white supremacist protested in Vermont. Oh, my God. Or something like that. Jesus. It's like, wait a minute. The guy, first of all, he's not a white supremacist. Well, he's all, been called that. Can you deny right, but it? He, well, he has Can been you called deny it? it? Probably by those people. <laughs> 
Um, but there's no so evidence of that. Bad. And he, you know, it's a it, so and, bad. and what happens? He gets so that story is about him being a white supremacist, and the and he was protested. No, he was assaulted, and he's not a white supremacist. He's a, a libertarian leaning um, thinker and, and a really accomplished guy. Um, so bizarre. Can you guarantee he has not been called? A white I can guarantee he has been called a white supremacist. Okay, in then. fact, in that article, right, they then. called him a white supremacist. There you so go. there you go. There he you has go. been called a white supremacist. That's not really a standard, though, right? Like, <laughs> well, you know it what? didn't used to For be. Example, I'll tell you, it didn't used to be. Let me give you, let me give you something that uh, the, the left would, would not do. Um, uh, if Barack Obama was assaulted uh, in, uh, in, in some speech, they would not say a president who was called a racist assault, uh, protested at speech. Because Glenn Beck called him a racist. Y'all remembered it. So yeah. I assume right. uh, that now uh, you would you would apply that same standard. We I mean, should start applying that standard. Yeah. Uh, the president of Brahma, who obviously had been you know been called a racist, uh, has uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's by us. <laughs> That's it's not so a good. Fair standard. I love that. Uh, Jeffy, do we have the details on that story? We do not. Okay, uh, we'll give you a moment. We'll give you a moment. Take a positive step towards self-reliance oh, in the meantime while Jeffy looks for this. Even if you had them, you wouldn't give them to me now. That's true. It wasn't even me. I, I was giving you credit. You usually, you usually. No, he's just mad though. I mean, that that took nothing this week. No, he's like he came he's a little in sensitive testy. today. Wow. What right. what is the? Uh, What's the matter, pumpkin? Let me ask you. Okay? Can I ask, can I ask a follow okay? up? Can I ask oh, a follow up question? On. My follow up question is: What is the current <laughs> state? of the eating going on right now with Jeff Fisher. Are you still on this weight loss binge? I am. See, this is the problem. How he's, much have you lost? He's angry. Uh, 12 pounds. He's lost nice. 12 pounds and he's angry nice. because he's lost 12 pounds and life sucks when you lose 12 pounds. No, it doesn't. I well, it's that. good that you lost the 12 pounds, but you want to eat like a pig and yeah. you're not able to and that does suck. That sucks. That does right? suck. Right? Am I, am I right? There might be something there to that. There may be some truth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you want to make sure you can continue to eat. You don't want to lose, uh, like... There are certain situations where you could lose a lot of weight, like get down to your birth weight. Yeah, you don't want um, that. And you don't want that. No, uh, and not. that's where my Patriot Supply comes in. You can prepare for any emergency situation with these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about easy-to-prepare emergency food. Tastes like home cooking. And, well, first of all, you're going to be cooking it at home. So, hopefully. Yeah. So, it actually would be home cooking. Of course, you're just adding water, so it's nice and easy. And it lasts up to 25 years. Things like pizza, too. Uh, mm. And really delicious stew and soup and like pudding. fettuccine Alfredo. Pudding. Pudding. Oh my gosh. Mm. Pudding. I love pudding. Come on. How much better is that than buying a bucket of wheat? A lot. A lot better. Considerably? Yeah. Considerably, considerably better. And you can get four weeks. And look, I've done it both ways. I like this a lot better. Get four weeks of easy to prepare food for $99. And they throw in free shipping too. Yep. 888-411-5290 is their number. 888-411-5290 or preparewiththeblaze.com. It's preparewiththeblaze.com. Go there now while you're thinking about it. Hi, it's Pat and Stu, triple eight seven two seven back, and the lovely Jeffy. Ugh, look at him. He's be- doesn't he look good today? You look good over there. Hey Jeffy, <laughs> have you lost some weight? <laughs> have you lost? No, like, you no, look I like you've lost no, I like a dozen pounds or so. No, I haven't. I'm six hundred and forty-two pounds. No, I don't believe it. Oh, I won't hear so that. So you've lost more than twelve. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> See yeah, what you did? I can keep See it what you did? I, keep it. I have been watching, however, Jeffy, uh, recently. Uh, my wife is very into 
My 600 pound life. Oh my gosh, I can't. I know. Uh, my 600 pound life. Yes, have you yes. watched this yet? My 600 pound no, life. I can't watch supersized, it. Supersized, by the way. Is the, Wait, what do you mean supersized? That's the, I mean, at least the, the one I watched, the last one I watched with. Uh, what's is that what face? it's called? It's my 600 pound life, supersized. Uh, interesting, because does that mean a longer episode or there are like I, 700 pounds? Because I will say, it's interesting. They keep finding people. Right around 600 no, this pounds. Lady, this. Yeah, I mean, this lady, when she stepped on the scale originally. Your, your mic is really. Something's wrong with it, yeah. yeah. When she stepped on the scale originally. Me? No, it's not. It is not touching my shirt. They're like, it's you. It's not, not me. Who is, is it, it me? Oh. No, I don't think so. Mine's, Hello. Is it me? We're testing now. One, two, three. Testing. Hi. Testing. Hello. Testing. While we're on the air, two, we're three. testing all of our microphones. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Now, yeah, because Now, there's, there's something. Uh, I think it's Jeffy's. Jeffy, move around. I'll tell you what. Turn down my microphone <laughs> and and Steve. Yeah, let's, let's let's play the game here. And here let's let's listen to Jeffy's alone. microphone roulette. Hello. One. Tell me when I get to three, two, three. No. Boy, there's almost no delay. <laughs> All right, bring Hello. Back up. Back up. Okay, so it's, it's apparently not, Je- not it's yours not it because must, okay, let's now it's let's either try mine or yours. Let's try Pat's next. All right, turn down Stu and turn down Jeffy, and we're going to find out. If it's my microphone causing the problem, it's not. Apparently, my, mine either. Okay, now you can come back to me. So it must be me. It's your mic. But I'm not. Obviously, as you can tell, I am not. T- okay. It's not touching my clothing. You can turn us back up. We have the culprit. You, yeah, you can turn up Pat. No now. more calls, please. We do have a winner. It is Stu's microphone. <laughs> so he needs a new one because yeah, that's, that's not touching his. It wasn't uh, touching my clothing or anything. So. Oh, that's really weird. All right. So uh, so that's really weird. Well, I, I guess I got to break off. Uh, I don't think that's how it works, but. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. So anyway, my 600-pound life, supersized. Yeah. This lady, when she first went in to get weighed at the fat doctor in Houston, uh-huh. she was like 642 or 645. And I mean, that she, had, she said she hadn't weighed herself in a couple of years. So she was oh, like, wow. of course, devastated. You know, that well, she was like, I was like, do you have any- where do you get a scale that goes up that high? Oh, they've got the big, they, they, they have the big uh, uh, semi-scale. Oh, really? It's not a semi-scale, but they've got but, the big stand-up scale that they help you stand on at, uh, okay. at, at the fat guy doctor's <laughs> office. So she has to be weighed at truck stops, is what you were trying to allude to. You Look, go I've, to been, I've been told about that joke for me for years. I get to use it once in a while. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty okay. good. Yeah, it's good. All right, so what happens? She, she so weighed she in lost. at 642. Yeah, then she, she was, uh, the doctor was still pissed at her because she, she lost... 41 pounds or something, and she was supposed to lose 50, so she was still like at six. Okay. And he was like, um, you didn't lose the 50, and uh, you can still continue on the diet, but we're not giving you the gastric bypass uh, until you lose uh, at least another 100 pounds. So I'm out. I mean, he's a, he's a, wow. he's a stickler, man. You, these, wow. I mean, first of all, he's a stickler because it's their health. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's. It really is about them and their health because they're going. Is it or is he just kind of douchey? I think a little bit of both, actually. I mean, he, this is a pretty good gig for him. Yeah, I would think so. You know, I, I, he's kind of he seems like a little bit of a. Is he like doc. a famous Houston surgeon? Yeah, mm. uh, famous, you know, fat doc. Yeah, I, I can't think of his name now. Yeah. I wonder if that's who but my friend in Houston went to. I wouldn't surprise because me. he had a, he had that surgery that that bypass or whatever that gastric right. stomach staple or. I don't know what he, well, you know, one of those procedures where yeah. they, and it can be really dangerous. I think I've talked about that before. Yes. Lost two friends to that surgery. Uh, two out of three. Two out of three have died. That's uh, amazing. And you know what Meatloaf said? 
Two out of three ain't bad. It is in this case. It's, it is bad in this <laughs> yeah. case. Yes, in this case. It's a good yes, point. Yes, it is. Do you remember the Dr. Douche's name? I don't remember his name, but this is. I think you'll find he is this kind interesting. Of so is she up to so, 700 now or what? No, no, no. She lost. She's lost. She oh, she's still hard. losing. Yeah, she lost. Oh, she had the surge. She, they went in, and uh, this lady from Seattle to Washington, her family went with her to Houston. They got to move to Houston. They get with the doc every week, once a month. Wow. And, I mean, they had to a move big to deal. Houston? Yeah. They moved her from here, and once she... <laughs> Can you imagine a 600-pound person moving from Seattle, where the weather is great, I mean, at least for a fat person, Well, to Houston, where the, where oh, the she had weather not been is in a so car. miserable? She had no. not been in a car for a long time. I mean, they put her in a van. They brought, they brought firemen and uh, ambulance guys to help get her into I, I, this van for the road trip. I think I, I saw oh, this one. Yeah. Now, I mean, it was bad. Obviously, she couldn't walk, or could she? Barely. Uh, Still barely mobile, but this isn't the twenty-three-year-old, right? This no. Is, no, okay. No, no, no. This is uh, Diana, I think, is her okay. name. <laughs> they're all the episodes are the same. I, every time no, I, 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 I every time I talk to somebody about the show, they're like, "And this happened. This happened." And I'm like, "Oh wow, I think I saw that one." Uh, <laughs> no, she, no, no, that's Bill. <laughs> oh, I, I, actually, the woman I saw was was a was black and yeah, <laughs> uh, and had only one arm. So actually, no, it's, it's not the same. Not person the same one at all. Um, what's interesting about this doctor uh, is he must be the greatest doctor. In the world. But he's got to be the only one, right? The no, only one. Well, I, the reason I say that is because he is, and I mean this sincerely, the least interesting character right. I've ever seen on television. Right. He has no personality. He can barely speak full sentences. He's really not that much of a in-shape guy himself. He's not really in shape himself. Mm. And he like like he's he has no facial expressions. Uh, you ha- we have to play video of this well, they, guy. He just comes in and goes, oh, well, you, you lost 42 pounds, and you were supposed to lose 50 pounds. So how, <laughs> so how is your diet? You're not far. Are you following the diet plan? It's like, seriously, because he's from, uh, obviously, some, I mean. India? Oh, he's from Probably, India. Probably, yeah. um, So he's from another country, and, and, you know, but he must just be the greatest, the greatest doctor, because there's no reason to cast him on the show. Like, mm. He, he is so non-television. Like, if it, someone came to you and said, like, you got to build a show, uh, this would be the ultimate show you would not build because, mm-hmm. A, you're showing a bunch of half-naked or totally naked 600-pound people, which is not attractive. Mm-hmm. Then you're showing them have surgery on themselves, which is really, really disgusting. Yeah. And then in addition to that, the doctor has no personality. So, like, there's nothing happening of interest, Do- yet I've watched, like, ten episodes of it. Dr. Yonan Nazoarden. Where's and where's where's Yonan from? Extraordinaire. Yonan is from it is India. India. I'm and, guessing, right? Is he from India? Does it say on his where he's and his I place, ass- place of birth? I assume that this is the place you go when you're 600. It's got to be right? right. He's the guy. I mean, it's like there's probably yeah. not that many people, so mm-hmm. uh, he's got to be su- with such expertise in this there's area. A lot, of, a lot of big doctors in Houston. You know, it's a big, it's a big medical area. Right. You'd think you'd be a medical to, center. Yeah, you wouldn't necessarily. And it, like. It, you, there has to be five doctors in America that are doing surgery on 600-pound people. And uh, most of their constantly. patients are not dying. Yeah. The, right. Because that's an important element yeah, in yeah. this surgery. That's true. Because they can. They, they can. Well, and that's, I think Jeffy was talking about this when I was getting my, my new mic put mm-hmm. on. But it's, it's like they basically say no to every one of them. I mean, it's just like these like house repair shows where like they're always down to the last minute and they can't get it. Every one, every episode I've ever seen of the show is like you need to lose 50 pounds and they lose like 40. 
mm-hmm. and then they come back and they have to, okay, well, do come back in a, in a month and you have to lose 30 pounds and we'll do the surgery. And they come back and they've lost 22. And then they finally, at some point, get over that, that or they don't, they come close. Mm-hmm. Like the last one I saw was like, you needed to lose 35 pounds and you only lost 29. But I think that's good. <laughs> I was like, well, why did you tell her 35 then? Well, they want to get his idea of it is to get you get those get the people, commitment right, uh, right, mm-hmm. and the plan mm-hmm. of the eating and the buying because it's the not diet. going to do them any good if you do the surgery and then they go right back to their old habits, right? right. Which many of them do, and like yeah. this lady, the one couldn't get it. He went in to do the surgery and couldn't actually do the full bypass. Why? Uh, there was uh, she was going to be on the table too long. He was worried about her kicking out, you know, kicking the bucket. And, so and then right at that time, a steak up, was in the way. It was just, right. a, just a, a rogue steak was in the, in the place where he went to cut. I'm pretty sure yeah. that's what happened. What is a sandwich yeah. doing here? Uh, the, uh, but I saw, I saw one a couple of uh, weeks. And of course, they all seem, and this, this is really going to depress you if you're single, but all these people seem to be either married or in serious relationships. Like there's never, none of them are ever like single. They always have the, the dopey boyfriend who well, himself... Well, always have the enabler, man. You yeah, gotta you got to have the enabler. the enabler, right? And they all have the enabler. They always show them going through a drive-thru, and like, I'll have uh, three value meals. And, like, I mean, they these are not... These are not glandular issues, right? These are, they ate themselves there. Oh, yeah. Which is pretty oh, my incredible. Gosh, yes. And, you know, to be honest, there's a part of me that, there's part of me that says, A, like, hey, I'm not that person at least. Like, I, that, there's part of me that watches it because Amen. I'm glad I'm not that, which mm-hmm. I feel like I could be at any moment. Oh. Two, it's as a motivator. Like, you don't want to necessarily become the 600-pound person on the TV show, so maybe I'll skip that next cupcake. However, well, I have found many times I do eat my way through the show, which correct. is not a not And you a know positive. why that is? Is because it's the, the opposite takes place. You watch it thinking, you know, I'm going to watch this and I'm going to feel good. I'll, and I watch it because I want to feel good about myself. And, and, and then you I, feel so good you me. have a bowl of ice cream. Right. You feel so you good. Look, it. look that, bowl, that half gallon of ice cream isn't going to oh. make me 600 oh, pounds. Oh, my. Oh, that's the sex lady. Oh my! Yeah, we don't yeah, need we don't need support that's the for the segment. She actually makes quite a bit of Guys, money on YouTube. We, seriously, having her boyfriend feed her. I mean this seriously. People, we don't need support. Yeah, there's boyfriend. People, Thank wait, you. does she have a butt in the front? People pay her. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, she had it surgically put in there. The <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> <laughs> Don't show me. You're the one doing it. I don't want to be part of this. <laughs> All right. No, the well, boy, she makes good money. The boyfriend uh, feeds her. They have, they have shake time. I know. No more Jeffy segment here. <laughs> That's coming up later in the show. All right. In the meantime, did you know that the air in your home could be polluted? Yeah. If you're watching this kind of stuff, that's uh, it probably is. Could be as much as five times more polluted than the air outside. Yeah. Uh, indoor air pollutants are a big deal. They cause uh, problems. You know, and some of them aren't huge maybe to you, like allergies. Um, but that's asthma, cardiovascular conditions can be made worse. And yeah. asthma, is a bi- asthma is a big deal, but allergies are a big deal. I, I mean, a really big deal. I, I didn't really, really have suffer a, with them. I didn't have an issue with them until no. I moved down here. Oh, uh, really? And, and lately, I have been having an issue with them. And Welcome so we, to Texas. We've been running the Alexa Pure Breeze in our bedroom uh, mm-hmm. for the last couple of weeks. And it's, you know, it's great because you can tell when it's working. It has this mm-hmm. little... Um, a uh, little swirly line on the front that lights up. So when it's when it's red, you can tell that it's having issues with the air and it's it's filtering things. When it's blue, your air is clean. So you kind of know when it's working. And it's it's the other thing too is I'm uh, I'm a stickler. Like it's when I when I sleep, it needs to be the right conditions. Um, and it's an, the, the Alexa Pure Breeze is nice and it's quiet. Like, it's quiet. Like I think yeah. it actually has a silent mode too. But I actually like the little the little tiny fan 
Like, not too loud. Just a little, mm-hmm. like, nice, soothing, consistent mm-hmm. sound. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nice. Yeah, I like that, too. Uh, it uses a, an innovative four-stage filtration process. That's why it traps more junk that's in your air uh, than the other filters do. An advanced true HEPA filter. So get your Alexa Pure Breeze. It's just one ninety nine ninety five. Buy it today and then start breathing easy tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay. 888-895-7746 is the number or online at getalexapure.com. It's getalexapure.com or 888-895-7746. Call now. Uh, O.J. Simpson could be released on parole this year, which is good, I think, because he's, I mean, this is way too long for the, for the crime he's serving time for. Absolutely. <laughs> Not they gave him a crime. sentence for Nicole and Ronald Goldman mm-hmm. with this crime. Right. If where he's rem- trying to take back his own paraphernalia. Right. Granted, he did it in a really bad way. And there's video of him holding a gun at people, basically holding them hostage, which is kind of an issue. But nobody but usually, was actually shot. No, there was there were nobody hurt. He he just took his. He was trying to get stuff his back. stuff back. Well, and that's the thing we don't. That's not actually confirmed either. He thought it was his stuff. Okay, um, but you know, it, I don't know that it was. But he's been in prison since 2008. Okay, that I yeah. mean, time's up. You're yeah. going on time's ten up. years on this dumb little. Charge uh, uh, now. It's not a dumb. I, 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 I that's, find I ten still, years is a lot of time. It is a lot of yeah, time for that. And, and I find I still have loyalties to this guy. I don't, I, you're I, not alone. I find I still have some sort of sympathy toward him. Maybe I don't fully believe he killed his wife. Uh, maybe I'm such a. I was such an O.J. Simpson fan as a kid I, that I, I, it just never really clicked that he's a double murderer. I, yeah. I, t- he, I see him you walking know? to court when they show him walking to court in the pictures of the old O.J. and I still have it's O.J. Simpson. Yeah, yeah. Remember, yeah. I think That's the juice. this is it. like you had a an ingrained belief about this person, and time heals wounds, right? Like, yes. I mean, remember, even if you don't believe he some somehow don't believe he killed his wife, he definitely beat the crap out of her. That is absolutely 100% over confirmed over and, and over, over and over and over again. Um, so he was not a good guy. No, that's um, true. Yeah, that's it, true. Should, there should be no sympathy, really, for him. I really, mean, yeah. And, and I don't have any sympathy for him. However, I do have sympathy for our legal process. And, you know, I, I don't know. The case itself was not mm. nothing, but it was something. It was, you know, basically holding somebody year. hostage. Yeah, it was a it was year a, yeah. in prison, maybe. If he didn't you know, he's have, on parole in eight months. Something like that. I think if he didn't have... The murder, the pesky little murder. But again, the yes. one he was he was acquitted of. He was acquitted. If if he didn't have that in his past, it would be more of a shorter term. I think because he also had the domestic violence in his past, there would be a, a good chance that it would be a bigger sentence than the maybe. You know, if it was Jeff the use of the this, gun too. I don't remember Jeff the whole story yeah. now, but I mean, it was the use of the gun that got him. Yeah, I mean, look, so can't, angry he, with them, right? He, no matter whether you think the stuff is yours or not, you can't hold a gun at someone and keep them in a in a in a hotel room against their will. That is not something you're allowed to do in our society. Um, I mean, maybe Jeffy's done it a couple times, but you're not supposed to do it. I I I, I don't. Did you don't you remember hard... at the end of one of those? I think it was the documentary that just won, by the way, best documentary uh, Oscar. Yeah. Um, uh, OJ ESPN. made in America, yeah. which again I don't understand why it was an Oscar if it was on ESPN. I, it must have played been, it at a theater. Like they played it in one theater one time to get mm-hmm. the award. 
Um, but at the end of that, they went through that trial a little bit. I think it was that documentary. I watched a bunch of OJ stuff right around that period. Um, and I think it was that one. They went through that that scenario, and it was right. worse than I remembered it. Because right. initially, I was like, "Come on, they're just putting him in jail because they don't they want to put him in jail for the murder." It was a little bit worse, um, and it was completely unnecessary. I mean, this guy, he had beat the rap. You know, he he was out again. Like I don't, I don't. I'm not happy he beat the rap. But like, if you're in his mindset, you killed your wife. You got away mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. What the hell mm-hmm. are you taking a gun to somebody about oh, paraphernalia, any sort of memorabilia from your stupid career? He needed money though. Not the he smartest didn't. guy in the world. He According was actually making he a lot he, of he money. He was actually doing. Okay, he was doing okay money yeah, wise. Yeah, he was. Um, it wasn't a money issue. It right. was a for to, to him. It was a principle issue. Uh-huh. He believed it was taken from him. Now, it does not okay. seem like it actually was. Which is another bizarre part of this. Okay, but uh, but that having been yeah. said, all right, ten years. Yeah, right. Come ten, on now. Yeah, That's ten years time. is crazy. Come on now. Now his his life has changed quite a bit. His Rockingham house was bulldozed. Mm-hmm. He moved to Florida be- all before this jail thing, and then now he spent ten years in jail. Comes out if he gets out this year, which he may or may not. He'll be sixty nine years yeah, old. Yeah, he's an old man though. Sixty nine years old. I mean, at some uh, point you just do an interview. Does he do an interview where he's like, you know? Well, what's his face? One of his his former friend, um, Ron. Oh, yeah. Is it Ron? Uh, the cop. Yeah. Uh, One of his said, best friends. Yeah. Who believes fully that he killed uh, Nicole. And didn't initially. And didn't initially, but does now. And he said that he he thought O.J. would. And I don't know if he was just looking for publicity or whatever. Right. But he said O.J. will eventually. Because he's too egomaniacal not to fess up and say, yeah. I did it and got away well, with it. He did write a book mm. called "If I Did It." Yeah, so weird. That is one of the strangest so things weird. in American history. Trying to help? What? Trying to help? No, he was not trying to help. No. <laughs> um, I mean, and this is it gets it gets lost to people because I mean you know it's been a long time, but the guy murder, murders two people, gets off, oh, and then God. writes a book. That describes how he would have murdered those two people <laughs> if he had murdered those two people. And then at the oh, but I didn't. But so, I didn't. Never mind. And like you go through the book, and there's okay. like specifics in there, like which direction he drove mm. and and why he would have gone a different way. And it's bizarre. And of course, it was so controversial at the time. The book never got released. Uh, it was actually never um, actually out uh, released. Although I think it was eventually uh, did get out there. Um, because I think, you know, they were trying to re- recoup some of their money. So the Goldmans, I mean, wanted the money from the book, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Um, but I mean, what a Because they never got a penny from him. They never got a, never got a penny. I, that's pretty amazing. It's amazing. an amazing story. It is a fan. It, but, but, you know, I was watching NFL Network a week or two ago, and they had an O.J. Simpson thing on. And it, you, just, you see him at his prime, and you see yeah. how he was. You want him to be. Yeah, you just want him to be innocent. I, I wanted him yeah, so badly to be innocent. I wanted him to be innocent, too, at the time. And I really thought, okay, there's no way O.J. Simpson murdered his wife. And Come according on. to a jury, he didn't. And according to a jury. He didn't, and that's the American I, system. I, I, they didn't have enough evidence to prove him guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. I don't know if that <laughs> they didn't. That's not the standard that we use in our legal system. He didn't do it. Nah, they didn't say that. Well, he's, uh, he's proven innocent. He was. He was, proven, he, he was not guilty. He was out, not free guilty. Man. Right. He was not. They did not have the evidence to prove him guilty beyond oh, a reason of a doubt. That's what we're supposed to do doubt, in our reasonable courts. doubt. A reasonable doubt. That does not mean he's innocent. Um, and as as you see in the civil trial with a lower standard of proof, he was guilty. I mean, I, you know, they, I think every, like, again, the documentary did such a good job outlining the feeling of that time, mm-hmm. which was 
it, black people saw it as you're coming after our own. Again, this is not my take on this. This is theirs. Um, and they said the black community saw this as, I don't care if he's guilty, you're not taking our guy. Oh, absolutely. And by the way, absolutely. that wasn't just the documentary's vibe. It was one of the jurors. Yeah. One of the jurors they interviewed. Yeah, I mean, it was. That was despicable. And, and, I mean, oh, man. Despicable to, say, to let a murderer off because you think your community is under mm-hmm. siege. When this guy was the last thing in the world he was, the, his wife he, he killed uh, was a white, guy, white woman. Not to mention the fact that all the civil rights leaders of the time were pissed yeah. at him because oh, yeah. he wanted no part wanted no of part the movement. Of What's he wanted to? He was popular with white people. He didn't want to. Oh, yeah. He would. He didn't want to trash him. And you know, he, he didn't want to come after him. They made that out to be very negative in the movie, and I looked at it as they much did. more positive because it really what he wanted was not to be involved in all the nonsense. He wanted right. people to be able to escape to football and deal yes. with football yes. and not have to and not have and a political And it's hard to blame vibe. him. And I, he, I understand he, that. He wanted to play football. He wanted to be popular. He didn't want to do a political thing. But what's so interesting about it, Pat, and we got to take a break. I know we're super yeah. late. We might have to move Jeffy time to next hour. Uh, Jeffy, I know you're uh, very sad about that. But uh, it, the movie itself made a very convincing case that the reason O.J. W- got off for murder was because the community, the black community, didn't want, okay, didn't want to, uh, to, to have one of their own taken because they had, be, they had so much unjust behavior before, uh, treatment mm-hmm. before that, they weren't going to allow this to happen. And, and to me, that says, well, that's not a just result, right? I mean, you know, the, the juror saying, I, I didn't care if, basically, I didn't care if he was guilty, I was voting innocent, innocent anyway because it was about something bigger. That's a negative. Yet when they win the award, they win the Oscar, they come out and they say, by the way, this goes to all the victims of, uh, you know, we won this and we want to dedicate right. it to all the victims of police brutality. It's like, well, that's the, you're, you're enforcing the same things that led to this person mm-hmm. being uh, acquitted of a murder, he absolute, two murders he absolutely committed. Um, and then you're just, you're, you're pushing that same narrative down the line. Now, obviously, there are victims of police brutality. If you want to keep it at a really limited scope, the statement it can be true. But, man, I, I, like, why would you further that after the whole point of your documentary mm-hmm. seems to be that this guy was let off because people felt emotional about a story that, you know, right or wrong, uh, you know, they felt mistreated. I mean, I, that's not well, the way that's, you're supposed to decide a legal case. Well, but... I kind of disagree with that, too, because that's what we pay lawyers for. That's what we want a good lawyer for. Yes, we, oh, no, want, I, we want to follow the law, but we want to have that jury have feelings for us and feel bad look, for us. O.J. obviously mm. made the right choice, and which one, one he fought initially, according to the documentary, did not want to use the racial the, angle. Well, he was the one resisting it to, yeah, against right. Johnny Cochran until about halfway through the, the process. Because he knew it wasn't about race, yeah, and he knew it, never it, wasn't was. he knew it, it wasn't never true. was. It never was. 888 more patents, too, coming up. Uh, oh no, we lost Jeffy time today, Pat. Oh, oh no. Oh, it's dead. No, oh, it's dead as a door. I'm right here, right? Oh no. No, you, well, you're here, but you can't do any material because oh, I talked too long. Mm. Darn it. I'm being called out over my O.J. Simpson support. Yeah, uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Pat talking about O.J. sounds a heck of a lot like other diehards we know that defend at all costs. No, because mm. I'm admitting <laughs> nothing really, no, no real reason to defend him other than right. I'm just a fan. I, I always have been, and well, that it, it is was, pretty similar. Yeah, well, I, I no mean, I'm admitting reason, it. He's not right. 
He's I, not. I will say too, your defense. Others don't. You're def- you're not actually. It's not, you're not actually. Defending. And I'm not you're actually saying a, he didn't do it. I, I'm. I, I don't know. I mean, I. Of oh, I think he, he did. did. Yeah. I mean, I think he definitely did it, and he should be in jail for the rest of his life, or or killed, uh, thanks to our death penalty penalty for what he did. Except California Um, doesn't have one. But they should they should implement it just for him. Yeah. Is that constitutional? Can you just implement it Uh, after the process? Can we get that done? Hi and welcome, Pat and Stu, Triple Eight Seven Two Seven Beck. 888-727-BECK. According to the New York Post, uh, Hollywood is bracing for another writer's strike. Now, what are they going on strike for? Don't they know there's income inequality? And some of these people are making a million dollars a draft for a a movie. A million dollars just for the draft. Uh, TV writers make three to six thousand dollars a week. Multiply that by four. And then by twelve. And tell me they're underpaid. I mean... Uh, what about the people who are, are making $7 an hour? How come they're not worried about that? Um, union negotiating a fresh contract uh, about every three years. but it's, it, So it's been a decade since the last strike. A stunning 100-day walkout that put Tinseltown Productions on ice. Uh, I remember that pretty well. Back in 2007, Deadline's erstwhile editor Nikki Finke uh, chronicled the breakdown of negotiations between the big companies and uh, the people, the writers who write the shows. Consumers a decade ago had to live with fewer episodes of Heroes. Um, but, you know, there's so few shows that are, that are scripted now. Uh, does it really matter? Pfft. I mean, I don't even... You, almost everything people watch is a reality show, isn't it? I know my girls watch The Bachelor. You, you were just talking about my 600-pound life. Yeah, but there's it's plenty. scripted. There, I mean, we watch a lot of shows that are scripted. Like... Uh, well, twenty-four <laughs> scripted, right? Yeah, but one of the, uh, the one of the guys, people who predict twenty-four, they say a fifty-five percent chance it will be renewed. Fifty-five percent. This a guy. Do you know mm. this? I, TV Grim Reaper or whatever. And they always, mm. I, I like following him because he's just there. They always like up. That's all it does. It's like, hey, this show's going to be canceled. This show's going to go on, and they're right. seemingly almost always right. Um, and they have some formula that they put on these shows with ratings and uh, you know whatever there goes into their algorithm, and they say fifty five percent chance that uh, that it will be renewed. So it's right on the bubble. Wow! Right on the bubble. The new the new that's twenty four legacy, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Go ahead, Jeffy. Sorry. Yeah, better. And, no, I was just saying that most of those shows are all scripted. We watch those. We watch the series on Netflix or oh, yeah. any of those. Stuff. That's all scripted. Well, but the writer strike was what they say helped give rise to That's what I thought the first reality. one mm-hmm. right that's what they did the first one gave the reality right because right. they said okay well we'll do without you Yeah and we'll just have to dump money into reality shows cuz there's no writers and uh, so that obviously lasted right. for a while That's right mm-hmm. Meanwhile Arnold Schwarzenegger is leaving uh, uh, Celebrity Apprentice It's uh, apparently beneath him uh, certainly the the ratings are beneath everybody uh, it, they're, they're really bad uh, and he blames Donald Trump for the ratings. They're not drop. that bad. They're honestly not that bad. They're not, not good. World. They're not good, right? But they're not that bad. I mean, you know, uh, uh, go ahead. You can finish your thing, and we'll go through these ratings. You tell me. We'll figure it out, figure it out together. We'll figure it out together, guys. We'll figure it out together. Okay. Do you have uh, more to go on this? I, just, I didn't want to cut you off. Uh, well, he says with Trump being involved in the show because he's still got producer credit. Yes. Um, 
people have a bad taste and don't want to participate as a specter, a spectator, or as a sponsor, or in any other way support the show. It's a very divisive period now, and I think this show got caught up in all that division. Are you? This guy's supposed to be a Republican, right? <laughs> you forget about that, actually. <laughs> I, guy's supposed to be a Republican, and he's saying this about a Republican president, right? And, I, well, and look, I say I plenty of you it. know I, people consider us on the right, and we say plenty of critical things about Trump. He's he's of course criticizing him from the left, which is another is a difference. The other part of that is, I think it's actually true. I think his analysis is actually true. true. I. You know, I'm, I'm not watching The Apprentice past season, probably two anyway. Um, but I've never watched a single episode. Oh, really? Really? I, I, I watched it a couple one. at the beginning. I, I watched, I would say, sub of that first season for sure, and probably an episode or two after mm-hmm. that at some and point. Maybe a little Celebrity Apprentice. I never got into the Celebrity one. That was way after I was I gone. Uh, but it, and that came around in 2000. I'll give you the date on that. 2007 was the first year of the Celebrity version. Yeah. So I mean, the show's been on since 2003. So. Um, so it's interesting, though, that, like, I am not surprised to see the ratings go down, but they're going to go down anyway. I do think that part of it is people are, like, because the, tr- the people who like Trump don't want to give attention to Schwarzenegger. They no. don't want to go to it because they are saying, well, Trump is criticizing it. I'm with Trump. And the people who don't like Trump are saying to themselves, wait a minute, uh, I don't want to be associated. I don't want to watch some stupid Trump show. Yeah. So, like, there's no audience for it anymore. They really should have given it a break. I mean, it was stupid mm-hmm. to try to bring it back this fast. Give it a break for a few years. Mm-hmm. You could bring back the concept again with somebody else later on. But there was no way this was going to work big time, bigly, uh, as it were. And it was. I watched an episode uh, of it with Arnold, and it was um, not good. Well, he's also not good. So, no, I mean, he they're, is they're, not. so Trump's criticism is correct in that, like, even if everything were equal. The ratings would go down. And it is surprising that with Donald having an executive producer stamp on that show, that he tweets bad stuff about it. I mean, yeah. he wants mm-hmm. something that is affiliated with him that doesn't have him uh, specifically on it to do poorly, whether his name is on it or not. I mean, I just it doesn't make any sense. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, you tell me, how bad are these ratings? Because, I mean, the, the big criticism is the ratings are terrible. So, the first year of The Apprentice, average viewers, 20.7 million. First year, twenty point seven. That's wow. when uh, Bill Rancic won. But those were big days for TV numbers too. Yeah, that was two thousand three. Right, so it's going to be big. Then it dropped from twenty twenty point seven to sixteen million. Okay, mm-hmm. that's year two. They actually kind of did two seasons, so they went sixteen, then fourteen, and now we're still in two thousand five. Okay, next year uh, eleven million. Next year nine point seven. Next so it's year, already in, cut in more yeah. than half. Right. Next like year, 51 percent, 52, 53%. Right. Next year is uh, 7.5. Okay, now we're in 2007. Oh my gosh. So the ratings are so bad at that point, wow. they switched the show to Celebrity Apprentice. Okay? Right. Celebrity Apprentice starts 2007. They go back up to 11 million, then back to 9, 7.4, 8.8, so a little bit up in that 2011 series. Um, uh, and then they would go back again to Regular Apprentice. Now, this, keep this number in mind for a second. Regular Apprentice gets 4.7 million on average. This is 2010, 2011. Okay, 4.7 million. Go back to uh, um, uh, go back to Celebrity Apprentice again. They go from 8.8 to 7.1, then 5.6, then 7.6, and then a Schwarzenegger 4.9. Now, 4.9 you might remember is actually higher than the last year of The Regular Apprentice. Higher. I mean, mm-hmm. of course Trump's not going to... And, and, you know, it's a celebrity apprentice. I don't know who's on the show. They said Matt 
Eisman won. Do you know who Matt Eisman is? Nope. I don't. I mean, so it's, it wasn't a lot. A big celebrity, apparently. At least, I mean, maybe. I'm no. When I missing. when I saw the previews, I didn't. I don't think I recognized a single person on it. So that's I, another part because they I had Penn Jillette, yeah. they had Piers Morgan, even they had well, at they least had people Brent you knew. Michaels from Poison. Right, from Poison, yeah. They had, they had some celebrities. So again, and if you take because the second the last season Trump was on was 2014, 2015, where they got 7.6 million, which was a a very good. It was the best ratings they had had in a couple of years. If you go back to the season before that, it's the year that Trace Adkins won. You remember that? Right. Kind of. Right. 5.6 million. That's 2013. Four years later. He got 4.9 for Arnold. So 5.6 to 4.9 in four years with the, t- the way the, the, uh, the numbers are degrading anyway on television is off. not that bad. No, yeah. it is not. Uh, and again, I think it was A, terrible. B, had no audience. C, it started off stronger and faded towards the end. Where I didn't even know the finale even happened. I mean, did you know? No. I didn't even know the finale happened. It only got no. $3.5 million for the finale, which is by far the worst finale of the series. But the average was still $4.9 million. Uh, Time to get to the chopper. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, what was it? Asta, was this catchphrase? Hasta la vista, Asta baby. La vista baby. Oh, get to the chopper. And by the way, if you're on the news today, can I just speak directly to people who are doing news stories about this? Please don't say, please, I beg you, don't say Arnold Schwarzenegger is leaving The Apprentice, so we all have to say, Asta la vista, baby, to him. That's way too late for that. Yeah. I heard, you know what? You Way remember when, uh, wasn't it Conan that. that did those things? Yes. We should go do that today. Yes. We should do all of our the, own all, montages. I bet, I bet to the I heard it at least country. twice, and I don't watch a lot of local news. It had to happen across all the over the country, people saying, Asta la Vista, baby. You know it did. Oh, uh, we got to do That's that. That's a funny bit. They got to do that. Uh, so we've got to say, Asta la Vista, baby, to Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's being reported today. KTV News. Arnold Schwarzenegger The Apprentice. Oh, so bad. Asta la Vista, Arnold. Um, and, uh, and this is a really strange story. And, Jeffy, I think you know more about this uh, than I do. But Richard Simmons, the, of course, uh, workout guru, um, has not been seen publicly for 1,095 days. It's going on three years. Yeah. What I don't is know. going I, on? I, just, I, I, wow. I followed this very little, um, you wow. know, just off and on a little bit. There's reports of uh, him you know, recovering from surgery and not doing well. There's reports of, there's inside reports, too, of people like some of his, uh, his people that have taken care of him in his, uh, in his home and stuff have now just kind of keeping him almost hostage, you know, ruling his life. There's those kind of stories. There's stories of uh, mm-hmm. of him just being a regular guy and just wants to be out of the spotlight and still help people. So nobody really knows. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow. they just, it just doesn't seem like in 2017 those stories can happen anymore. Because it used to be that people would disappear whenever they wanted. Now everyone's so every moment of your life is so public. You know, uh, and I say this as a man waging a 44 day battle against a balloon on my ceiling. Like everyone knows <laughs> everything about your life. Um, and it's like, I, I can't imagine, I can't imagine that he could just disappear like this without anyone knowing the story. You, it makes you jump immediately to the worst conclusions that like maybe he's, he's really sick. He's really sick. Or he's or, gained a lot of weight. Right. Yeah. It could be that. Or, yeah. could, you know, maybe he's dealing with the, you know, uh, God forbid something like Alzheimer's or something like that, mm-hmm. where he's just not able to come out and really And it's possible, anymore. you know, I mean, they talked about him having a knee surgery and then, you know, he wouldn't be able to move. So it's definitely possible that, you know, he's ballooned back out. And think of it, if he had, I mean, that would destroy his business. 
right? Yeah, would it at sixty nine? I don't know. Is he sixty nine? Doesn't say that in there. Uh, hold Is Richard sixty nine already? Sixty eight. Wow. I mean, mm. I don't know. I mean, 60, he's, he's sixty eight years old. If he got fat at the end, eh, who cares? <laughs> if he got fat at the end, you know, you're just like, ah, so what? But Richard is. I mean, he's a. I don't know if you ever have you ever met him or been around him at all. I mean, he. I mean, is we've a, had him on the show. We've had him. We had him on the CNN show for sure. I remember that. I mean, that he, incident. Is, he is a. <laughs> he was a great he's a character. He's really he nice. Really he's nice. a character. Yeah, he is. Um, but he's I mean, a nice man. My uh, my wife's grandma just turned 96, 95, 96. And it's like at that point, <clears throat> you just get to eat whatever you want, right? Yes. I mean, if, if someone, you're, wait, are you stopping me from eating a hamburger? <laughs> are you stopping me from eating a, a mozzarella stick? I'm my, gonna eat whatever the hell I want. My mom's 92, and just about all she eats: graham crackers and ice cream. <laughs> We're like, well, <laughs> whatever. whatever. If she wants to eat graham crackers so and what? ice cream, what's I gonna do? Kill her now? Right, right. now the thing is, <laughs> no. has she eaten graham crackers and ice cream for the last 30 years? Not 30, but for a while. But Certainly, since she was in her early eighties. So think. graham cracker—you could eat anything in the world you want. She and loves graham, graham crackers. Graham crackers and ice, and ice cream. cream. What kind of ice cream? Vanilla? Or in fact, like the it orange? seems like toast has been has replaced the graham crackers. I am a big now. fan of toast. Yeah, man. she loves toast. I and love toast. Hot chocolate and ice cream. You know, and that's all they does can she get butter her to her eat. Toast? Really? Yes. She like it buttered. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you man. know, the, toast is like one of the new uh, food trends. In like LA, yeah, you know know how they have. Every once in a while, you get like, you know, like there's always that weird genre of food that becomes hot for like a year, Mm -hmm. and it's like you know, it'll be like you know, cronuts were the thing for a while, and like, and they just take the, they take the normal food and kind of elevate it to that ridiculous level, and you're paying like twenty seven dollars for a donut, and you're like, how? Why am I doing this? Because it's toasted. So so toast. How do you elevate toast? So I guess there's an art to this. And toast is not just yeah you can put you know put a little butter on yeah. there. Mm-hmm. One of the things I did pick up from reading about this, and I I, I led this to you now, is uh, yeah, sure you toast the bread, and mm-hmm. it's you know what first of all thickness of bread is a big deal. Oh yeah. Uh, what kind of bread is it? Do you get the do you like the grains? Do you like white? Do you like the, the whole wheat? What do you like? How much toast? How, how much are you toasting it? Yeah. How much are you I mean, toasting? People is a like big, a toasted big, big window. Range. Yeah. I purchased a, a toaster recently that has uh, several different options on this front. Not just yeah. the normal dial on the bottom, but also a bit more and mm. a bit more button. So it comes up and it's not light enough. You go a bit more, please. And it goes down and takes it down for a minute. It comes back up. And then also uh, lift and see. So you can press a button and it lifts it up for you so you can see it to see if you want to blow it out or not. They're just titling those things now. They all had it before. No, no, they didn't have that. You had to press the stupid thing and it would pop up and it would come out of the out of the toaster. This Mm -hmm. is this takes him gracefully out of the toaster. (laughs) This is this is the this is what you get for being on TV every day. You get to buy toasters that will slowly move your toast out of the toaster. A bit bit more. A bit more. Um, but uh, (laughs) the toast place, and I've I've adopted this a little bit in my own life, which is yeah, you put you get the toast, you toast it to the level you want. You put the butter on it, and it gets all nice and melty. And then sprinkle a little uh, sea salt or Himalayan salt on top. So you get a little salt on top of, of your toast. Oh, it improves it quite a bit, Pat. Salted toast. Salt on the toast. Really? So try it at home. Salt on the toast. Never well, that's why, that. I mean, it's delicious. It, you put a little extra on it. I mean, most butter. Right, there's going to be some in there butter, anyway. butter, butter on it, it's got salt. It's going to have right? some in yeah. there anyway. But you put a little extra, so you get little crystals on top. Plus, the Himalayan uh, rock salt is... Uh, World class. <laughs> I don't know. Like, we, this is how you can tell capitalism works. <laughs> is the fact that, I mean, salt was in everybody, like the same Morton salt was in your cabinet for a hundred well, years. you still have that. Right. And it's still there if you want it. But now it's like, I would rather spend $18 on salt that I have to grind myself, please. <laughs> and you'll be like, 
and I don't know why now it's in my head that's the salt you use. Yeah. When I go to restaurants, it's got to be sea salt for my wife. Yeah, sea salt or well, yeah. Okay, yeah, cuz is that a real is there a reason for that or is that I don't just know. just because I think is. that's what I am too, and it's like I have to have some sort of crazy salt. We have the pink Himalayan salt. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I don't know what the, and, uh, and the I difference got news is for you, Stu. It ain't just eighteen bucks. Really? God, I don't want to know how much the salt is. My point, though, is that because you'll spend anything on that if, if, if you think it's one percent better, and Absolutely. that's how you know capitalism works. <laughs> Absolutely. If you're there, you're like, you know what? This salt tastes. One percent better in some unmeasurable yeah. way. Like I can't tell why it's one percent better, but it's one percent better. Let me spend thirty times. The why cost. you think it's one percent better is because you went to. Oh, this is where I got hooked on the Himalayan salt. I went to uh, whatever the name of the restaurant is at the Hard Rock Casino, their fancy smancy Hard Rock Casino okay. restaurant. Mm-hmm. And when they serve you with their lobster and mac and cheese and everything else that's delicious, they also bring out their. And here's a cup of our Himalayan rock salt, uh-huh. it's big, and this as will add to your flavor. And so it's not just the salt, it's the f- other food ingredients, but the salt in your house is going to make all that other food taste just as good as those. I mean, that's not true, but I do believe it. Uh, and I, and <laughs> I would say, when I go to, the, when I go to a that's restaurant exactly like, and they have the normal salt, I'm like, oh, come on now. <laughs> Like why? What, what, Who cares what I'm salt it is? I'm definitely like that with pepper, but not because oh, it's pe- got to be pepper oh, too. Yes. It's got to be oh, fresh ground gosh. pepper. That, yes, yes. It has to be fresh ground pepper. The for me. the old school From like the powder pepper. We pour the yes. peppercorns yes. in and grind it grind every single up. time. The, you know, the, I I can't do the salt the, when you the get pepper the, in the in the store. It's so weird because you know, and that because you know, it comes out as like powder yes and it's like it, and you you you, uh-huh. cut, you pour a little of the pepper out and it just kind of blows away in the wind because <laughs> it's so well, you, you come into the uh, diners you know with the little uh uh plastic or glass salt and pepper shakers yeah. like yep. what are we in, are we living in caveman right. days hey, no. <laughs> it's like wait a minute it's the same crap <laughs> but there's something about like i want to have the big pieces of pepper mm-hmm. when you, when you, like i want to see them all over the place mm-hmm. it's weird i don't know you get down these weird folks man and i don't know when that happened when did I say, like, I don't remember at any point being like, oh, you know what, no longer were this salt. But now when I see it, I'm just, like, instantly disappointed. I think it happened about around the same time we started paying $1.50 for water. Yeah. That's if you're lucky. That's probably yeah. true. If you're freaking lucky, if it's $1.50. dollar fifty. Two thirty-five, two ninety-five. Whatever. Yeah. I'll pay I'll pay the 3 bucks a bottle as long as I can open it without spilling it on myself. I'm fine. Oh, uh, I know. Happened to me again. There's one that. bottling company that fills it all the way past the top and then crams and the it's not that. It's the, it's the and thickness of the plant. It makes the plastic the, so yes. garbage thin, what recycled plastic. I will not buy that kind. Oh, I think it it's Nestle. Crazy. Is it Nestle I, that does that? I was sitting on they my. They need to be called out, whoever it is. I'm sitting and on it's my. Uh, terrible. Well, the, the Kroger uh, and the the Kroger uh, brand also uh, is a little frustrating. They oh. have the really thin. Well, that is I don't know which one, what brand it is. I honestly don't know. But I I'm sitting right. on my couch the other day, and I'm I'm using I've got my computer, and I'm you know typing as I'm watching probably my 600 pound life. And uh, I have uh, the bottle of water sitting next to me because, you know, it's nice and sealed. Yes. So I take it over and I go like this. And, of course, as soon as I open it, <laughs> all over my computer. Yeah. It's like, what human being? They, all these companies do research. Mm-hmm. How the hell do they think that the best idea is to have it filled? Because it's costing them money to fill uh-huh. the extra inch. Uh-huh. Why fill it that much? I don't know. It's so and then I understand they're saving money with the plastic, which I don't the believe is environmental at all. As well as the recycled plastic, right? I mean, it's extra thin. That's what they've given us. It's out terrible, of. Jeffy. I, I, I hate know. it. You know and what yet, else they're doing, too? And yet, but I let me make this point, and yet a bag of potato chips will be about one-third full <laughs> and this much air. Yes. That pisses me off. You know what else they're doing, too? <laughs> what? 
damn convenience stores are changing the thickness of their coffee cups. You know who you are, QT. Wow, that's a wow. specific Man, that call out. Well. And because what, the, did, did we ever try, by the way, I don't mean to... No, that really just here. ticks me off. Did we ever try the spicy southwestern queso potato chips? No. Uh, I don't know. We may have. Maybe. We tried something like with... Oh, no, it was Pringles. We did the Pringles ones. Are... We did not do the Lay's. Uh, I may have tried the Lay's this weekend. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so we, if that one's on the docket coming up, you don't need to do that one. Or you can bring it in for Pat and Jeffy. Yeah, but uh, I, I wouldn't mind trying. Yeah, yeah no, we were, did. We did good. try the... We tried the Pringles ones. We oh, did okay. not try... Okay. Uh, and by the way, on Spoons today... Steak and lobster? Steak and lobster. What is it? Cherry limeade peach. Cherry limeade peach. First of all, I can't eat those. Second of all, oh, cherry limeade peeps. That's a shame. You won't be able to eat one? Oh, oh darn, darn it. Darn it, darn, darn, darn. Pat, we... Dang it. Oh, I hate that one. Oh, darn. I don't like dang. either of you. Stew! Darn. If only. Oh. So coming up, peeps, and, uh, and, and so we've got... Well, we've got a lot of good stuff. Yeah. And we, we have even more good stuff for you because... That wasn't any of it. We just did a completely different break that had nothing to do with what we were supposed to talk about. So we have lot, all that stuff to talk to you about, too. And more. Mm-hmm. And this, mm-hmm. uh, because your current phone carrier is probably doing things that you don't want them to do behind your back, like undermining your beliefs, you know, spending $80 million to try to remove conservatives from office. So just the $80 million? Just $80 million. Oh, that's not uh, really 100 bad. maybe sometimes, $150 million. I mean, because think about that. There's a good chance that some of that money was yours going to a, some organization you don't believe in. The, the fact that you wake up every day and talk to people at work and try to, you know, convince them that your values are the right values. And at the same time, you're sending money to your phone company who's donating it to the people supplying uh, your friends on Facebook with the BS information uh, that they use. You're just uh, a bad person. Uh, you're just a, well, that's I all say there that. is to it. I don't think he probably knew. Well, there's a, there's a way to pull out of that. I mean, you know, if you don't want to be a bad person, you can call Patriot Mobile today because they offer nationwide talk and text with high speed. 4G LTE data, competitive prices. They'll donate 5% of your monthly bill to a conservative organization that you choose. Now, Patriot Mobile is not capable of absolving you of all your sins. For example, if you're Mm -hmm. Jeffy and you've spent an entire lifetime being awful in every way, this is not Not going... I mean, this is one little bit that can help, but it's not going to absolve you from all your sins. It might pull you out of South Hell and get you to the northern parts. Yeah, or maybe you get... yeah. Somewhere in there. Or at least maybe mid-hell. Why do do I want to go to North Hill? Yeah, no, no, that's a good point. Patriot Mobile will buy out your current contract because they really want you as a customer and they give you good quality service and they can support the values you like. What do they pay, like 30 bucks to get me out of my contract? No, more than that. Oh, wow. No, 40? No, more than that. 50? 10 times that. $500 in credits. And yes, you can keep your phone number and get your great nationwide coverage, all while supporting the conservative values you care about. So call Patriot Mobile right now. They're going to waive your $35 activation fee if you give them the promo code Pat and Stu. Pat and Stu. So go to PatriotMobile.com slash Pat and Stu. PatriotMobile.com slash Pat and Stu or 1-800-A-PATRIOT. 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Pat and Stu. You know, while Donald Trump spoke uh, last week in his wonderful speech, uh, Fort Worth, Texas, mm-hmm. uh, held, a, uh, eh, held a little meeting with their school board. 
and their ISD. And they, uh, they had a, a great evening. First, they were struggling with, we didn't get that many people to come out. On a Tuesday night when the President of the United States was speaking. Hmm. Big kind of a surprise Odd. there. And they also uh, gave, uh, it's mostly symbolic, but it also you know, ensures the public schools are an environment safe, Welcome, welcoming, and inclusive for all students and families, regardless of their immigration status. Oh, how wonderful. Now, when asked, one of our local news stations, uh, who was there, by the way, and we're going to play a clip from one of the local local ladies uh, who were there, and she was, man, she is... Local ladies. One of the local ladies that I like was there. But that. The man on the street, uh, we also uh, met that he really believes that everyone, <clears throat> everyone deserves an education no matter what. No matter where you come from, the color of your skin, every child deserves that education. No, uh, no, not, they don't. No, they don't. No, uh, no, they don't. No, don't they me. don't. No, I'm sorry, they don't. <laughs> no, they Meaning do the education provided by our tax dollars, yeah, or just right. an education. I, we have no responsibility <laughs> to pay for uh, Mexicans or Ecuadorians or Irish people who come here illegally and and take advantage of our system, and we pay for it all. No, I'm sorry. No, they don't. They don't have that right. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, they might have a, uh, the right to that education in the country. In their own in. country. Yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, but yeah, whatever. Listen, I mean, according, I don't know. According to Dr. Ann Sutherland, people are frightened not only for themselves, good, but for other people they know. Good. And they were, they were commenting on that at the board, and we had a one of the local ladies comment on it too. And this right. could turn into one of my favorite <clears throat> new clips. Let's see. Children just in my neighborhood are potentially laying their heads down at night worried about losing someone in their family to deportation. Oh my oh, gosh. Wait, they're potentially? Children are potentially... <laughs> we don't know that they're actually worried, but we are... They Absolutely. could potentially be worried. This is a fantastic worried. clip. Uh, yes, we could, we could, you could break it down. You could go through it because she's concerned that there's children in uh -huh. her neighborhood who are potentially going to lay there's, their head there's on the There's children in our neighborhood potentially worried about the boogeyman, too. That doesn't mean that the boogeyman's <laughs> going to come and get them. Uh, the, they shouldn't worry about it because deportations are hardly ever happening, for one thing. Out of the 20 million that are here illegally, uh, a fraction of that is deported every, every year. We, we deport, uh, I forget oh. what the number was, 100,000? Is it even that high? Um, I think it was a couple million throughout the entire presidency. Yeah, okay. through the presidency. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, Barack Obama. you know, uh, 200,000 a year. Well, I mean, with the, with the Fort, in Fort Worth School District, the ISD, 53,000 Fort Worth students, 63% identify as Hispanic. All right? Uh-oh. Yeah. I mean, Uh-oh. So board members... Board members, they shot down at this meeting that ICE agents have been in and around school campuses looking for undocumented students. God. That's just not happening. <laughs> I mean, because the other thing is, if I'm in Mexico illegally, I should be scared that the Mexican yeah, authorities absolutely. are going to find me and deport me from their country. You should be. And if I've got my family there and we're all living there together, who they? How many Mexicans do you think give a rat's ass if I'm scared or my kids are scared? Not a one. Not and nor should one. They. Not a one. Should nor they should they care. No. Nor should we. Why are we the only country on earth that has to concern ourselves with how they feel for breaking our laws? And quick question here, Pat. Honestly, God. if you were in, if you were in Mexico. And you brought your family there to live there and to put mm -hmm. them in that situation. Would you be a good parent or a bad uh, I'd parent? I'd be a bad parent. I'd be a bad parent. 
I'm sorry. Would you be putting your kids in that situation? No, I would not. No, no. I don't think I would either. Um, now, look, I understand. I understand the motivation. And I understand also the reason why a lot of these people do come up across the border. And they're not, obviously not just from Mexico, from all over the world. Largely because we haven't treated the problem seriously. So, yes, they see, mm-hmm. they see it the same way Pat Gray sees stop signs. Optional. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know so they see it as like, uh, well, if I get caught, maybe I get a ticket. Maybe I'll get a fine. Maybe they'll get a slap on the wrist. Maybe I'll have to go across the border and then come back in. They don't see it as being taken seriously. And, of course, that's what, oddly, what, what Trump is getting out of this, which they're saying that now some border crossings are down before they've even started to implement it because they believe Trump is going to take it seriously, even though he has outwardly said, hey, we need comprehensive immigration reform. The same crap that Marco Rubio and John McCain wanted to push on us, Trump has said he wants. They're worried, though. Um, they're worried, though, Stu. And they're worried just like this lady tough. was in Fort Worth. People are scared. People are scared, Stu. Well, I mean, you know, honestly, I, I, Pat put it, it's true. I don't like the idea that children might be scared, but you know what? Families should be scared. If you brought mm-hmm. your kids here um, illegally, then you know, you probably should be scared. It's now, if fault. you had the kids here, if you had the children in the country, they're going to be citizens. Yeah, they don't need um, to be scared. They don't need to be scared, though they'd have to probably stay with, uh, you know, because their parents could be deported. And they're like, well, that's going to d- d- disassemble families. Yeah, whenever you mm-hmm. have an illegal... Not necessarily. Whenever, when you commit a crime... Um, typically, what happens <clears throat> is you're going to you're going to be separated from your family because you're going to have to go to prison. Happens here, every day to American stay, citizens. It's a much better happens situation every here. day. Yep. And the thing is, if you're separated or if you're if that's you're your found choosing. and you're deported, you can take your family with yeah, you. I that's guarantee your you, ICE will let you take your family with you. I, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's the di- where garbage. Stu was headed. That's a big difference between going to prison and being separated, rather right. than just saying, "Hey, we're going to send you back to your country of origin." Guess what? Take your family with you. Have a nice day. Right. Take care. It's your choice. It's not our responsibility. Uh, maddening. Yeah, we got to get a grip on this. Okay. Yeah. Also today, just uh, <sighs> before we before we go to break, just one last little break, just to calm you down just a little bit. I know that you said uh, spoons today was peeps. Yeah. Uh, but uh, today, after peeps. after all that we do for the Nabisco company, today alone is the National Oreo Cookie Day. Why are we not having Oreos today? Mm. <laughs> National Oreo cookie. Yeah. Poor Marissa. All you do every time we have Oreos that, is complain that we're having Oreos again. Mm-hmm. And now the one time mm-hmm. we're not having Oreos, I'm just you're saying, saying I, we need Oreos. I'm just saying, Stu. I also heard it was I was ready to celebrate uh, by grabbing a glass of milk and a handful of Oreos, but... Damn milks. I, I know. Uh, I, I actually heard it was a National Cheese Puff Day or something, too, uh, today or yesterday. Do you know, Jeffy? I don't know that? that that to be true today. I mean, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Because it I, couldn't be both Cheese Puff Day and Oreo Day, right? I don't know. Uh, Normally, I'd be, be like, I well. I, this is America. It is. And we I don't mean, like to, I mean, we don't like to just. <laughs> we're a pretty, we like to jam-pack our days full of things. We do. We so. know that was yesterday. Yeah, that was. Okay, okay. Yeah, that was yesterday. Cheese doodle, doodle day, day yesterday. I, today, I mean, uh, celebrate however you want on the weekend. I'm just talking about Monday through Friday here on the Pat and Stu show. All, All right, right. Uh, thank you, Jim. Or Monday through Thursday. Triple eight seven two seven back. More Pat and Stu coming up in a minute. Wait, I'm here on Friday. Where are you guys? Uh, oh, you do? Oh, that's I mean, right. Here. Jeffy does our show for us on Friday. Remember oh, the one we well, air yeah. to, to all of our affiliates, <laughs> and that's on. Wait. Mm. 
spoons. All right. Okay. Here we are on National Oreo Day, so we're going to be taste testing the cherry limeade tweet peeps. <laughs> Makes no sense. Actually, we add, we do have. I know she pulled some Oreos out of the yeah, hat. There we go. We have a roster of, of foods that are built up for spoons that Marissa acquires, and we have birthday cake Oreos, which were planned for another day. However, do we do those today since it's National Oreo Day? I mean, we pretty much have to, right? I and so we'll keep the peeps for another day, or no. we could eat them both. We could what eat if them. We both. ate them both. We could eat them both. You should Especially do that? since you can't eat the peeps, which Especially, I'm, I'm yeah, devastated you can't eat about. The peeps. All right, let's start with the peeps. Uh, Wait, does that mean that gives you something right. to eat then if we do both? Yes. So, now know. we have uh, a bunch right. of Easter candy type stuff uh, building up over the next couple of weeks uh, that we'll be trying. Um, so well, there's a lot to try as far as the Easter candy. Okay, goes. so these are what flavor? What is on cherry, the bottom? Cherry limeade. Yeah, some cherry limeade. Like a lime chocolate. And so bottom. Obviously. Hmm. Stu can't have these because there's some sort of animal product it's bone in it. Dust. Bone, bone dust. Bone dust inside, man. <laughs> or gelatin, one of the two. <laughs> bone dust or gelatin apparently make up marshmallows, and so we're going to... Let's break it up. Oh, the chocolate just broke right apart. Good, too. i got to say, thanks for the mm. English there, Jeffy. I think the, the idea of the fruity combined oh. with marshmallow kind of sounds like it would be pretty good. You know who usually does this? Mexico. This is a Mexican product. Really? I bet you. Why do you say that? Did you get this at a... At a Mexican grocery store? No, I think these Marissa? are. I think there's, there's a bunch of yeah. Target. I know there's a. Fruit I mean, that's really? close, fruit pretty close to a Mexican. There's a it, does that not taste like Mexico? It does. Yeah. This is what they do all the time, and you go into a, a specialty store. Pretty good though. Like um, Fiesta. Yes. You ever been to a Fiesta? I've never Fiesta? been in one. I've seen them before though. Uh, they have this kind of stuff all the time. So uh, the fruity marshmallow thing. You get a fruit burst, then a creamy burst. It sounds like it might it's be pretty big good. Big time fruit it's good. burst. Pretty good. Or? Really lime. Um, it's good. Very yeah. strong. You should try it. If you like lemon or lime limeade, okay. you'd yeah. probably like this. All right, scale of 1 to 18, the Jeffy scale. Uh, the highest number he can count to is 18, so we go, go on that scale. Jeffy, what did you? What would you give the peeps? I, I don't know. I'm going to give know. it an 8. Yeah. 8 out of 18, not too yeah. high? Yeah, that, that's about right, 8. Nine. Okay. We also have birthday cake Oreos. Uh, now, the birthday cake Oreo is going to have the uh, golden Oreo. Look at shell, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'm a fan of. I like the golden Oreo shell. bad boys are world-class. Um, inside, you're going to have a, a cream, a birthday cake flavored cream with like some little bits of oh, sprinkles. Yeah. Or I don't know if they're actually bits of sprinkles, but they're supposed to represent a, a, sprinkles. some sprinkles. Smell. They smell like birthday cake. Let's give it a, a it, in context, full bite cookie and cream. Oh, they do. Sp- mm. Hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. to detect a difference between this and a normal golden Oreo is a bit of a stretch. I mean... Well, I've got the multicolored frosting. Right. Well, but is it more than that? I'll say it's a, it's a normal golden Oreo cookie. No difference there. Yeah. And try the cream here by itself. It's always a key moment in an Oreo taste test. I don't think there's any birthday cake taste to it. Do you? Maybe a little bit. Maybe just a hint of it. Yeah, not much. I mean, golden mm. Oreos are good anyway. I like golden Oreos, I but do. like the difference between these and normal golden Oreos is very minimal. Yeah. Very. Um, uh, scale of one to eighteen. I, mean, I like golden a, Oreos anyway. Me too. What do you give it? I'll give mine a nine. Nine. Uh huh. I'll go. Uh, I'll go a little high. I'll go an eleven. Oh yeah, these All are right. ten or eleven anyway. Yeah. Which one? Ten or eleven. <laughs> They're in there somewhere. Right <laughs> in there somewhere. All right, before we uh, take a break here, let's... Uh, Can we get to the Alex Jones real, Yeah, because this quick. is important. Alex Jones <laughs> talking to you about what you need to know um, about his outbursts. And it's, it's pretty interesting. Vice picked this up. Watch. Here it is. We're going to beat your ass. You just get that through your stinking traitor's heads. 
<laughs> Excuse me, I apologize. We have a lot of Christian affiliates. I am a Christian. But I will stomp your head in if you start a fight with me, you thug scum. <laughs> Anyways, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. Bunch of cowards. <laughs> excuse me. Uh, I'm going to control myself right now. She is a demon damned to hell. Excuse me. I've been trying to control myself, trying to be professional about this. Oh, but at yeah. a certain point, I just am just really getting pissed. Just excuse me. We're not going to have Pepsi with baby flavoring in it. I mean, what the hell have we become? Excuse me. If I didn't have a liberal from New York in the bathroom, I couldn't wipe my Excuse me. I apologize. We have a family audience. That was wrong, and I won't do it again. You think I'm a coward like you? I'm sorry. You dishonorable, cowardly pieces of garbage. I'm a little disappointed. Excuse me. Ah, coming for you. Coming for you. We know what you're doing. Wow. Uh, I'm a little disappointed uh, we're not going to have. Manipulative lying crap. It never ends. Excuse me. Sorry. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. This is a time bomb. bomb. Yeah, yeah. If they were excuse in, me. You're a big tough guy, buddy. You just rammed into me. Ah, how do you like that? Now hit me in the face and see what happens, punk. I'm sorry. There's an attack on the species <laughs> by a guild of psychopaths, and they must be defeated. The guild of psychopaths? Yeah. I'm going to settle down. Excuse me. <laughs> Wow, that was tremendous. I'm a little, I'm a little saddened by the fact that there's no baby flavored Pepsi. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, I'm a little bummed. That would be a good uh, spoon segment. Yeah, actually. it would. You'd have to try it. Back with more in a second. Well, okay, uh, Glenn. David and uh, Jeremy are unpacking artifacts uh, just arriving at the vault, and this includes. Weapons from the Revolutionary War. Another episode of The Vault. Okay, David, this is, this is John Marshall. John Marshall, Chief Justice, U.S. Supreme Court. What year? Uh, this is, uh, man, what was this? this is 1819, I think. I think it was 1819. Good guy, bad guy? Yes. This is 1820. 1820. He's good guy and bad guy, depends on what your viewpoint is. His moral character and such was good. He was an aide to George Washington during the American Revolution. He was a Federalist, which meant he was pretty big government, and he was, in that sense, a guy that kind of introduced judicial activism. Mm. Um, but look at, the, look at the content of the letter. Can you read okay. that? It's a barely. I, I have deferred making any acknowledgement for your polite attention in favoring me with a copy of your discourse... Other religion? On, on the religion? On the religion of the Indians. Indian, Indian tribes, tribes of North America until I would give it attention. Uh, now I can, something. I can help you sheet because we, we typed it out okay. here so you can read it, read it here. Um, until I could give it an attention perusal, I have now had that gratification. The subject is interesting and furnishes much matter for reflection. The religion of these untaught children of the forest partakers less of gross idolatry than has been generally supposed. It's a matter of curious observation that the original theory or creed of these ignorant savages approaches so nearly that of the most polished and enlightened nations while unaided by revelation. Man left to himself seems at all times to have formed nearly the same system respecting the creator of all things and some future state of rewards and punishment. There seems to be some sentiment expressed on our impressed. minds, impressed on our minds by the divine hand which produces nearly the same results in all created beings. Except, sir, 
My many thanks for the pleasure of having received from the very interesting view you have taken on this subject and believe me to be with great respect your obedient John Marshall. That's heavy stuff. He's, whether you're really highly educated or have no education at all, how is it everybody comes to the conclusion there's a creator and that there's a future state of rewards and punishments? Divine hand. And this that. also this also says that these are not ignorant savages. No, he, he's doing that in, in yes. air quotes. Yeah. These so-called ignorant savages reach the same conclusions you really smart yes. people do. Yes. And, and by the and way, that's what we're told that, that that point of view is not. Well, it's not that's not. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And about three years later, he uses that same rhetoric in one of his decisions. So this actually ends up being part of, of a belief that he expressed other times as well. Now, you were having trouble reading that. I think I can help you if you will put some reading glasses on. If you <laughs> Who's reading glasses? These are, are these, these are magnification reading glasses. If you want to put those on now. Careful, oh, man. They. they f- it kind of fit, except feel, he had a short head. Do you feel presidential right now? You should. That's a. I gl- do. I want to do some executive order right now. Well, you, you, you've got the glasses of Zachary Taylor, President Zachary Taylor. So you're now with a presidential glass. And if you want to really feel like a president, you go right back there and sit down in his chair because that's that's the. Okay, uh, please uh, don't sit in the chair. Yeah, but actually, you can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Anybody sits in that chair, we'll throw them out. But that is the. We the should chair. have this redone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wow. So this was in the White House, That's but this white. is prior to the Resolute Desk. Well, they didn't have, even when they had the Resolute Desk. It went. It, it, was, it wasn't until John F. Kennedy. Yeah. yeah. So this sat in the Oval Office? I don't know if it was in the Oval. Did they just, have the Oval then? Yes. They did. Yes. So it was part of the White House as part of the, the provenance on it. So President Zachary Taylor, and by the way, he is the first and only, now we can't say only, he's the first president to have had no political affiliation before being elected. Now, Trump is the second one that has no real political affiliation, but Trump is the first one to have neither a political affiliation or military service record. He was a general. He was the, the guy who did the, the, the war with Mexico in 1846 to 48. 1851, he becomes president of the United States as a war hero. So, David, how come this wasn't scooped up by um, uh, Jackie Kennedy? When she went and redid, she searched high and low for all the original furniture. Probably some family member had it at that point in time, didn't let go of it then, but it may have descended to grandkids who don't care about it. They may mm. have sold it. No telling what the reason was. I don't know. What the re- There's probably a reason. I don't know what it was here. Uh, but this It would be was- interesting. I, do, would it hurt, Jeremy, do you know? Would it hurt to, if you could remake the fabric? to gently take this fabric off, keep it, but that I would it. have to do some research on it. I don't know, and if you look. It's a bizarre fabric. It, it is, it's all hand-woven type of stuff, and you would not want to replace it because the fact that it's original and that this is the way it is since he was there is what helps add the value to it as well. Now, if you were going to sit in it and display it, uh, you could make it look better, but you, you get the same thing here by having the original. If you're going like to use it, put just a really nice string right out here that says "Do not sit." Well, actually, we're, yeah. we're going to have a big band around it, the stanchions yeah. around. You know, it, you know, you know. It helps is the 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 Nazi interrogation chair we have. You just put some straps on it, and then everybody's <laughs> like, "I don't want to sit in that chair." <laughs> that's great. So that's great, great, great. President Zachary Taylor. Um, proclamation, a Thanksgiving proclamation. This is just various here, examples. Put this away, yeah. This one happens to be from Massachusetts, and it's uh, 1884. 
And it's a fast, if you can imagine, calling the state of Massachusetts in 1884 to fasting and prayer. And this was an annual practice in Massachusetts. Now, Where were these hang? They, this is called a broadside, and they would hang this around a tree. They would hang it on the side of a building. I mean, this is what you put up for a billboard. This is, okay. this is your billboard back then. So as you're riding into town on a horse, you see it coming into town. It'll be on the side of the livery stable. It'll be on the side of the general store. This is how you get word out. And, and so to this, it's only recently, relatively recently, that um, Massachusetts has changed this. But April 15th is the annual day of prayer and fasting. Today they call it Patriot Day. They still have mm -hmm, the day. Mm -hmm. But Patriot Day in Massachusetts was the annual day of prayer and fasting. And once a year you had a day of prayer and fasting in Massachusetts until Isn't relative. that interesting? That's the day of the Boston bombing. Wow. For the, for the Boston Marathon mm -hmm. bombing was April Patriot 15th. Day. Wow. Yeah, it's Patriot, Patriot Day. Here's, here's another one. This is a smaller broadside. This is by President of the United States, one of your favorites, Woodrow Wilson. Wilson. 19. Jeez. But Such see, a fraud. But what's interesting is we still had a common culture at that time. You and know, he hated this, but it showed that the president had to, it was so strong right. in the culture that the president had Has to do to this. to acknowledge this is where the people are, this is where the nation is, this is our history, our history. Today, oh no, we've always been secular. So David, argue the case with me, because this is what I would think. Uh, you know, you could, you could argue. They only said this, using Woodrow Wilson. They only did these things because it was so strong in the culture. But our founders weren't really like this. Well, it, let's take the same logic you started with. It's so strong in the culture. The founders, by 1815, had done 1,400 government-issued calls to prayer. Now, that's a whole lot more than any other generation. Now, why would they have done more? And by the way, theirs are written in their own hand. I have a number of their original proclamations they write out. These are often done by staff members. These later ones like that, I guarantee you Wilson did not no. write that. No. Washington did. As a matter of fact, the chaplains talked about the fact that in Washington's administration, they didn't get to write the, the proclamations. Washington wrote his own proclamations. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at those president's proclamations in the early years, they were done by the guys themselves. And you can't be shallow in faith and come up with no. the rhetoric that they did no. for uh, the things that they no. have. No.